You're listening to a Sin Media Podcast. Made by young people for young people. from the Sunday Sweets team to take you through this week's Sweet Talk podcast, which is where we take a nice deep dive into some of our features here on Sin. This week, our international feature album comes from the one and only Kelly Lee Owens. She's a producer out of Wales and her latest album, In a Song, came out recently on August 28th. I had the very special opportunity to chat with Kelly before the drop. I was pinching myself the whole time and I'm super keen to share that chat with you right now here on Sweet Talk. Hey Kelly, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, oh my God, no, thanks so much for having me. I, you know, it's, a, it's late here and it's early there, but like, it's really a pleasure to be with you. <laughs> you are, I suppose, about one day away from the launch of your incredible new album, In a Song, which is about to be released through Small Town Supersound. How are you feeling um, after having it, the release be delayed for so long? Yeah, I'm super excited for it to really be out there now and like have people um, just connect to it. Um, and I think it's interesting because with everything that's gone on, I feel like people are more open emotionally and probably will able to be able to connect more deeply with it in a, in a, in a kind of like feel its honesty and its rawness um, kind of even more so than they would have before. So yeah, I'm really looking forward and interested in how people are going to respond to it. And I think ultimately like music like always finds the people who need it. So I'm always excited to see like, like who, who it resonates with. So I've got a few questions to ask you, so I'll jump straight into the track by track. You open with uh, a Peggy, which is actually a Radiohead cover, and it's an incredible way to introduce in a song. For an album that's so deeply personal for you, what drew you to cover this song in particular as an opening track, and why did you choose not to sing the vocal line? Mm, good question. Um, yeah, people say it's kind of a strange one to, to open an album with, you know, especially in the kind of streaming age, the digital age, when they, they say, you know, put your best song first. For me, it's a, it's, a, it's a body of work. It's a journey. It's a story that I'm telling um, with every album that I create. Um, so for me, you know, it is deeply personal because In Rainbows uh, is one of my favorite records and it's connected and resonated with me for like a long, long time. And I can't tell you how many times I've actually listened to it. And every time I hear new things, I think that's a sign of an incredibly produced, well-produced and well-written album. So it's kind of an ode to that album in a sense, you know, for all the times that it's nourished and supported me. Um, but also when I did cover it, because it's called like Weird Fish arpeggi when someone says arpeggi like I think of a synth <laughs> that's just the way that my mind works you know so I was like well if I just like could figure out the midi and then the patterns and like run it through like a pro one synth you know how would that sound and it ended up being really fun and I did try the vocals but I realized I'm no Tom York and I feel like for me personally it didn't 
work. I felt like the sound itself had already conveyed the emotions and the things that I wanted it to do. And I'm quite good at kind of, you know, knowing when to hold back on something. I don't feel the need to fill up space for the sake of it. I honor the space. And so that's why it's a stripped back version in a sense. But it's at the beginning because it sounds like it's very deep and very dark. And it was me representative in a sonic sense of me coming up from those places, like that kind of underworld, like, and the arpeggios are the things that are kind of bringing me back to the surface, like sonically. So for me, it's all about intention. And so that's the beginning of the journey. described On, which is the second track on In A Song, as perhaps the most intimate and personal song that you've written so far, with two halves of the track reflecting upon sad acceptances and then also the joyous aftermath of liberation that comes from accepting the truth, which is um, a bit of a breakup song and it has a film clip that follows the story of someone with a terminal illness, I'm assuming, parting ways with their dog. I think it's a really stunning and heartbreaking clip which was filled along the Norwegian coastline by Kasper Hagstrom. Were you involved in creating the concept for the film clip at all? So Kasper and I have worked together before on Throwing Lines and you know he's such an amazing director and he comes up with the ideas of everything from from scratch usually and you know the first um, video for Throwing Lines won a video music award in the UK so I deeply trust him so it was it was kind of a lockdown situation it wasn't so serious in Norway at the time so he was able to get a small film crew together but it's kind of hard to like create a video you know during kind of lockdown you know energy but he did so well so he kind of came up with that we discussed the ideas a lot and he always involves me because for me personally it's a representation um, of my world my sound and so I can't just have anything I need to be involved in the processes I need to yes or no things I, I I kind of inform him of what the song is about and like guide him in that direction at the same time give him the amount of like creative freedom that he needs to be able to do his job and so I think he did such a beautiful job and it's absolutely heart-wrenching um, but it's a representation of life life doesn't always have a happy ending and we don't always feel good and we feel sadness and we feel grief and that's okay like I want to create with my music safe spaces for people to be able to feel and be unafraid of feelings and I guess feeding on from asking you about your collab with Casper. I'm curious about how you got involved with Small Town Supersound Records as they're a label with primarily Norwegian artists. So how did that come about and what's it like being in that community? Well, me being me, I'm very determined and I don't wait around for anybody. So when I wrote Lucid and Arthur, I had like two or three tracks that I made. I didn't really know I was making an album. I was just like making songs and I worked in record stores so I was like well this doesn't actually exist unless I put it onto vinyl so I'm going to press it myself like you know I'd met someone randomly who worked for the vinyl factory which is like one of the best pressing plants in the UK 
and you know he helped me get it through and get it pressed and then I just like hand delivered this stuff <laughs> to like all the local record stores and there was one in particular I was going to Manchester and I was like right I'm going to drop it off at Piccadilly Records which is like super amazing independent record store and uh I dropped it off and the guy played it and then like he sold out he sold like 15 copies in like the first five minutes and he called me back and he's like hey Kelly can you come back and drop me off some more and I was like oh my god yeah sure no problem and then he wrote a review for it and the review said at the end like releases like this are the reason why vinyl exists and I don't think I can ever possibly get a better review than that so Joachim from Small Town Supersound saw that and literally emailed me like I don't normally do this, but <laughs> I saw your da 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 da. It's like, you know, putting his ego aside. And we got to know each other over six months or so. And we were both cautious, actually. Um, I've always been very protective of my art and I don't compromise on my art for anyone. So I needed to make sure that I was working with someone who would understand that and allow me to deliver what I needed to deliver and trust me with that, you know? But he was formative in like, the exploration of the um, the vinyl cover and the track listing and things like that. He really cares about vinyl and I really love that about him. So he's involved in that part, just not the musical parts. But yeah, it's a great relationship. And he introduced me to Yeni Val, who's on my first record and stuff like that. So he's, he's been amazing. halfway point of Inner Song, we're treated to the fluttering electro-pop synths of your track, Jeanette. So they're really sugary and I think elevating with a kick drum that slowly builds up, creating very much a dance before appropriate tune. Um, <laughs> smoothly building up tracks like this is something I think you're consistently delivering and you did with a lot of the singles for Inner Song. Do you tend to write with DJing and dance floors in mind? I think it's more of a subconscious thing thing in a way but then also like the last three years I've been playing live a lot people kept asking me to play so I just sort of say yes you know and also DJing has become a thing that I do a lot of and has really helped me to connect with audiences in a different way and create moments and so that's what I mean by like when I think that it's it's more of a subconscious thing because what I am doing simply in the moment when I'm when I'm tweaking the synth or like writing the synth is just feeling into what happens next everything for me is feeling intuition like full heart full presence you know and so whatever it needs I go with so yeah sometimes that is just a massive drop like in night for example you know it just really kicks in and like um but in Jeanette yeah Jeanette was like just it, the, the kind of a real moment of like joy and liberation and like yeah rising up you know and I, I think the record really needed that moment and that was also part of my journey emotionally in a sense as well so um 
yeah, it just so happens that like some of the tracks are going to really work well live. Others will work well live in a different way. But my live show is 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 full of variety in that sense, and that's what it is a journey in itself, and it builds up and up and up and up and up. So it's quite fun, yeah. You just mentioned Night earlier. That was another track that I wanted to ask you about. It's another one that like slowly develops into like a kind of club uh, appropriate tune. And I think it's like the heaviest hitter in that sense on Inner Song. Um, and when you released Night, you mentioned that it wasn't initially planned to be released at a single. So I was curious to know like what changed your mind? It's, it's a funny one because, you know, obviously the lyrics say it feels so good to be alone and you know it's that's that's a kind of double meaning so like all it used to mean it used to be two words so all one meaning whole so you know I was at that point in my life I wasn't afraid to be by myself but it's also it is also about a connection as well um with with another so it's kind of like that double meaning thing but it was kind of amazing to have like those lyrics in a time where like literally people were like alone you know and, and stuff and going through it and so I wanted to kind of give people like a sonic hug in a sense um and yeah, it's definitely, this pandemic has kind of changed the schedule immensely. Like it's probably the longest campaign in history, just in terms of like, it was announced in February or something like that. And then, you know, it's coming out in, in two days time, but people have been very patient. And I think I, I just want to give back to, to fans all the time. I'm very conscious of them as real people who kind of like, I want them to, to stay on the journey with me and kind of just like, like feed them I guess in a sense and um so yeah we've just gone with whatever has felt right in the moment but it was delayed for you know all different kinds of reasons but one of them being um to support the record stores when it did actually uh when they did actually reopen you know I love um going into a, a store and then playing something new and being like what is this and people being able to discover it who haven't already discovered it and then of course the record stores themselves having like nice pre-orders and sales and stuff so it feels good now the album club ready tunes give way to more serene moments like in flow line or corner of my sky what was the experience like with sequencing the album oh man like <laughs> big task uh, the, uh, the, oh my god because we Joachim and I care so much about the whole flow of the album like it, it you know the track listing can make or break an album unfortunately I think and the first album was painful like we were arguing like for six months. I wanted to kill him. It was like, 
you don't understand me and my, you know, you don't get me. And like, you know, I was just, I just, it was so annoying. And, but yet what I'm, what I'm all right at doing. And he does, he tells me this now is like, I do take ideas on board. I will listen. Even if I have strong opinions of my own, I will always listen. And then I will always let that settle. And I will take my time to actually think about whether that's a good idea or not. And like, take it on board and come to like good conclusions about things in a sense. Um, And I always listen to him because I respect him. He's like, he's a, he's a vinyl collector who has the best taste ever and knows his shit. So um, yeah, the first album was really painful and really difficult. And so we thought, oh my God, here we go. It's kind of traumatic for us. We were like, okay, come to my house, you know, get, have my manager Clarice as well. Let's sit around a table, let's have some tea. Let's be adults about this. Let's talk about this, you know? Honestly, took us less than half an hour. Whoa. We all agreed. It was very easy. Um, and we both were suggesting things and we were like agreeing with each other. And I knew that Arpeggio was first and he wasn't, he was, he wasn't getting away with anything else. So that was just <laughs> my final thing, you know? And then we both agreed that wake up should be the end. It's like the irony of that. And then like, that's another story in itself, but yeah, it just flowed so well. And I was relieved that it was a nice, easy process this time. I also read that throughout putting together the record, you found yourself diving deep into your own psyche and working through your previous struggles and exploring personal pain while embracing the beauty of the natural world. I feel like this is super relevant to the year that we're in, um, myself and I'm sure a lot of other people who've had a lot of extra time in lockdown have been spending more time appreciating nature and the world around us. Like I've found myself at the nearby creek listening to your music so often and particularly the singles of Inner Song. So I think it's a really special thing to be able to create such beautiful, versatile and emotional music that suits so many settings like both the club and the creek. So thank you for being an incredible songwriter. And thank you so much for joining me on this chat tonight. (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. And like, you know what, I'm really, it's kind of vulnerable to kind of share, I think, with the artists that you enjoy listening to, you know, about your experience of listening to them. But for me, like, I'm fascinated by that because I'm just a, I'm just a music lover myself. So I understand, like, we all have that, right? And um, like John Hopkins, like we're friends, but I've listened to his music and he appreciates my music and he listens to my music and I listen to his, but like, you know, so it's kind of, but we're all music lovers ultimately. And like, but it is amazing to hear that um, nature being this fundamental place of um, a safe space, you know, um, and hearing that like that's inspired me and then you can go and listen and be in that place and kind of feel connected is is amazing it's all cyclical it's all interconnected and so yeah thank you for sharing that with me and um you know just taking interest in i'm glad you're connecting and yeah (laughs) thank you so much i really appreciate that you um had time to chat this is a really special thing (laughs) oh thank you so much 
That was Kelly Lee Owens on her new album, In a Song. It's out now through Small Town Super Sound. Please, please give it a listen. It's fantabulous. You've been on Sunday Sweets, Sweet Talking with Beck. I've lost the bet that words will come and wake me in the morning.